Making a trade for pitching this offseason seems inevitable for the Cardinals, and a name that we brought up last offseason was the Rays' Tyler Glass now. Today, we're going to look at some possible trade scenarios for the big right-hander on Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Happern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow me on Twitter, X, at J.D. Sports Radio, and the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. We want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, as well as on YouTube if you want that visual aspect of the show. Subscribe comment, interact with us, hit the notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode being brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 to get 200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. Now, we know the Cardinals will go after pitching this offseason. Um... I mean, if you didn't know that, then you're not paying attention. Obviously, that's the biggest need. Uh, There's two different ways to go about it. You got free agency, and then you've got trades. How they decide to fill out this uh, starting rotation in the bullpen, we don't know yet. We don't know which one they're going to go down mostly. Um, I've thrown out the idea that I think that they should spend money on the top two guys in the rotation, trade for a third. That way, it's not costing you so much in prospects to get somebody from another team through a trade. But when one of those big names becomes available, sometimes you just got to go for it. Uh, We don't know who they're going to get yet, but we've narrowed things down to a few possible targets. Yesterday, we had Josh Jacobs from RedbirdRants.com on the show, and we went through his top 10 realistic pitching targets for the Cardinals. Now, if you missed that episode, please give it a listen, because even though we went a little bit long, because Josh and I like to talk about this kind of stuff, but um, it really gave you an idea of where the Cardinals are right now as far as the starting pitching market. I know people brought up other people in the comments section on that episode. They're like, where's Trevor Bauer? Uh, Where's Eduardo Rodriguez? Where are these guys at? As of right now, we don't know that the Cardinals have shown any interest in either of those guys. We don't know that. We haven't read it anywhere. We haven't gotten any sources that have said the Cardinals have checked in on Trevor Bauer. To me, it doesn't seem like a very cardinal move, but when push comes to shove, are, are you willing to go that extra you know, step to bring back somebody like a Trevor Bauer? So that's why he wasn't in the top 10 list. So for those of you who are wondering where, where he was, that's why, because we haven't heard anything about it. So it's, you know, we could talk about a lot of different guys that uh, aren't realistic, <laughs> you know, uh, we could have brought up Otani and Garrett Cole or Spencer Strider, but We haven't heard anything about those guys either. So uh, as of right now, Trevor Bauer falls into that category. We've never heard anything about any beat writers. Anybody to do with the Cardinals have said that they are interested in talking to Trevor Bauer. Okay. Not realistic options at this moment. Now, the names that we gave you yesterday are names that, you know, we've been brought up before here on this on this podcast. Legit. Sources who speak with the Cardinals have insight to what's going on in the front office and in the clubhouse. Uh, Each week, I plan on bringing you at least 
one day a week where we can focus on a trade scenario to bring some of these guys in and put them in the Cardinals rotation because it's fun. This is the fun stuff about the offseason. We could talk about what it would be like if we were in charge. And as the names change, we'll we'll pivot with that information so that we are, you know, giving you the most up-to-date possibilities for the Cardinals so that we can put 2023 in a rearview mirror and uh forget about it and start getting back to, you know, Cardinals baseball the way most of us remember it and used to know about it. And that's that it's a winning tradition in St. Louis. So we want to get back to that. And one of the names that I brought up last offseason. And his name has now resurfaced here uh, this offseason as a trade target for the Cardinals is Tampa Bay Rays right-hander Tyler Glass now. Now, it's kind of funny that I planned on doing this episode and it just so happened that, you know, Josh Jacobs, who was on the show yesterday, also put out an article today talking about trade ideas to get him to St. Louis. So what we're going to do here is just kind of go through these scenarios, see what we think is good, what's bad. Maybe something in here is, whoa, crazy, crazy. We don't want anything to do with that kind of a trade. But for those of you unfamiliar with who Tyler Glass now is, California guy, big dude, 6'8", 225. Like when he's pitching, like it's almost as if his like he's throwing from like 50 feet because his arms are so long. Just turned 30 years old in August, started with the Pittsburgh Pirates, fifth round pick of theirs back in 2011. Breeze through the minor leagues, really didn't have a lot of issues there, but they didn't rush him by any means. Uh, but each year, if you go look at the numbers, he was pretty dominant. Uh, by 2016, got promoted to the majors, and unfortunately, that is when the injuries began. Got hurt in his second start that year, and it's something that it's a common occurrence when you go through the history of Tyler Glass now. Since he got up to the major leagues, injuries have followed him throughout his major league career. The next year, 2017, starts in the big league rotation, struggles a bit, spends most of that year at AAA, but he's really, really good. His normal stud self down there, 9-2. and two, 1.93 ERA, striking out a bazillion dudes. Uh, Pirates decide he's going to be a bullpen guy for them to start the 2018 season. He appears in 34 games as a reliever. He goes one and two, 4.34 ERA, 72 Ks in 56 innings. Then at the trade deadline, the Pirates, at the time, fighting for playoff spots, uh, make a deal. And it's one that I think a lot of Pirates fans regret. They send Tyler Glass down and outfielder Austin Meadows and a player to be named later to the Tampa Bay Rays for Chris Archer. The Rays then put Glass now into the rotation. He goes 1-5 and five and 11 starts, 4.20 ERA. At 2019, he's now 24 years of old, or 24 years old, starts 5-0 and oh on the year, 1.75 ERA. Looks like this. he's finally blossoming, future superstar. But then, guess what? Gets injured again. Doesn't return until September, finishes that season. 6-1, 1.78 ERA. 2020, you got the COVID year, 5-1, 4.08 ERA. Had some postseason success that year, but also did get beat up in game one of the World Series against Houston. 2021, now he's 27 years old. He's off to another great start, 5-2 record, 2.66 ERA, 123 punches and 88 innings, and guess what? He gets hurt again. Now, this was the infamous sticky stuff injury that went down where he got mad that MLB, remember, they cracked down on sticky stuff that guys were using out on the mound to uh, increase their spin rates. And some of the guys just were like, dude, we use it so that the ball's not slippery in general. But um, MLB cracked down. They said, no more. We're going to look at the substances. We're going to have the umps checking you. Um, and Glassnow didn't shy away from the fact he admitted that he used sunscreen and rosin to get extra grip. And when they took that away, he, in his mind, says that led to his elbow injury. 
Ended up getting tears in his UCL and flexor tendon, which required Tommy John surgery. He's gone again. Then the Rays decide in the offseason they're going to sign him to an extension. Um, they end up doing that in August of the next year, and he comes back in September of 2022. Also pitches in the playoffs. Last year, they're hoping that he's going to come in healthy, and guess what? He gets hurt again in the offseason. He's got an oblique injury that sets him back six to eight weeks, but he ends up making a career-high 21 starts last year. Goes 10-7, and 3.53 ERA, 162 strikeouts, in 120 innings, that's a 12.2 strikeouts per nine average. I mean, the dude's got filthy stuff, guys. He really does. He's got filthy stuff. 96 mile an hour fastball on average. It's not topping out on average. He's at 96. Hits triple digits. Has a, an incredible breaking ball. He's got a slider. Has a changeup that'll throw here and there, but rarely. He basically relies on the three main pitches of his fastball, curveball, and slider. Uh, BaseballSavant.com. I'm going to put this up on the YouTube page for you guys to check out for yourselves because I don't want to read all these stats. But um, look at that. BaseballSavant.com. You can see on this channel. The dude is in the red in almost everything, <laughs> which means he's really good. He's got ace stuff, but he's got the injury history, which frightens a lot of people. It frightens me, and for good reason. I mean, think about that for a second. Like, this past year was the most starts he's ever made in a season. You know, you're used to guys that, uh, at least you're hoping for guys that'll go 28 to 32, and uh, he's barely getting over 20. Barely getting over 20. So let's go look at it from the other side of what the, the Tampa Bay Rays have here. Why, why, if he's so good, why are the Rays even talking about trading this guy? Well. The extension that he signed in 2022 has him making, he made like a little over $5 million last year. He's going to make $25 million this year. 25 That's a lot of dough, man. And a lot of dough for a team like the Tampa Bay Rays, who just don't spend money like that. They just don't. It's never been their thing. And the other side of it is that they're already down their A. Shane McClanahan. He's gone. Tommy John surgery. Probably won't pitch next year. Drew Rasmussen, who missed most of this year with an elbow issue. Probably going to be out a decent chunk of next year as well. The Rays may decide that $25 million on one guy in the rotation, maybe that's not worth it. Particularly for what could be just one year. Because Glass now is going to be a free agent after the season is done. So... If you're the Rays, do you think about shipping them out to get multiple arms and players to, you know, put the put the money to better use than just spending it on one guy? You spread it out over a couple of guys. Get you, uh, you know, they're kind of in the market for a new shortstop with Wander Franco. That's a problem. Um, I mean, you could always use extra guys. And then if you get a couple of young pitchers, the way that they develop their pitching, I mean, they're pretty confident in themselves and making guys who are just, okay, pretty darn good. So that's why they would trade them. The Rays have not said that they are shopping Tyler Glass now yet, but we've already heard that if that does happen and the, and the Rays put it out there that, all right, he's on the market. Let's see what you guys got. The Cardinals would definitely be interested in talking. So coming up, 
going to pitch you a couple of those trade ideas that I was talking about, and we'll see what, uh, what you think about them. We'll do that next here on Locked on Cardinals. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel right now, is, is the best time to do it. No better time to get in on the action. So much going on right now. So much going on. Obviously, NFL football, huge deal. But you've also got the NHL season has just begun. NBA right around the corner. You've got college football. You've still got Major League Baseball playoffs going on. And all you got to do is grab the app. It's really easy to use and check out a, a wide range of betting options, which include the spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. Uh, NFL action this week. I've been super impressed with what, and it pains me to say it because I'm a Packers fan, but the Detroit Lions, man, Detroit Lions look legit. I, I've Loved what they've done so far. And I, I know they didn't have Amon Ross St. Brown this past week. Still dominated Carolina. And he's looking like he's going to be back in the lineup this week. They've had uh, their rookie tight end. Sam Laporte has been very, very good. David Montgomery, been huge stepping into that Jamal Williams role from last year. Uh, Jared Goff looks great. The defense, fantastic with uh, Aiden Hutchinson in his second year. They're going to be in Tampa Bay this week. They face the Bucks. Bucks are 3-1. and one. But those three wins are against the Vikings, the Bears, and then the Saints. Saints aren't a bad team. But combined, those three teams are 5-10 and ten so far this year. Not that Tampa is a bad team, but I just think that the record is a bit skewed, if you will, uh, at 3-1. and one. I don't know if they are actually a 3-1 and one team. They're coming off their bye, which gives them a little bit of rest. But I, I've just been so impressed with Detroit. That's my choice this week. That's the one I'm going with. Detroit favored by three on the road in Tampa Bay. I'm taking it. You can too. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. You can leave comments on our YouTube channel as well as on Twitter anytime you want. Feedback always welcome and encouraged. Uh, we know there's a bit of seller's remorse <laughs> about a previous deal with the Rays involved. You might have heard of this one, the Arania Rosarena, Matthew Libertor trade. But if the Cardinals were to engage in talks with them for Tyler Glass now, our buddy Josh Jacobs, RedbirdRants.com, came up with a couple of trade ideas to get him. And, uh, these were very similar to what I came up with, so let's run through them real quick. Uh, his first one has Glass now coming to the Cardinals for Tommy Edmond and Juan Yepes. The Rays would seek someone like Edmond for a couple of reasons because they, first off, they need a shortstop, as I mentioned, Wander Franco. That debacle, he's uh, not going to be on the team anymore. So they're going to need a shortstop. And Tommy Edmond, not super expensive yet. Uh, Josh points out that he's probably going to make around six and a half million in arbitration this year, but has two years of control left. Plus, they can move him around like they they used to move Ben Zobrist if they want to. You know, that's something they can do with Tommy Yepman. Uh, Yepes has no role on the Cardinals right now at all. Uh, I've even heard that people have said that maybe he wants to get out. He needs a change of scenery because he's got nowhere to go. He's stuck in no man's land, but he has shown potential with his bat and maybe. Tampa Bay can, uh, you know, find some at-bats for him at the major league level where the Cardinals just don't have that right now. Uh, second option, Tyler Glass now for Tyler O'Neill and Yvonne Herrera. 
We know the story with O'Neal. Loads of talent, can't stay healthy. And we've wondered if perhaps he's fallen out of favor with uh, the front office and Ali Marmel after the, the weed out comments that uh, Ali made. When he's on the field, gold glove defender in left field, can play center field, obviously, as well. Speed, he's got power, lots of upside. Josh does bring up if the uh, not playing on turf thing is something that's going to be going forward with Tyler O'Neill. He didn't play against Tampa Bay, who plays their games on turf at home. Um, if that's real, then this obviously wouldn't work out as a trade. As far as Herrera goes, you got a young catcher, upside offensively and defensively. The Cardinals love Andrew Kisner. They do. Clubhouse loves Andrew Kisner. Contreras is locked in for four more years. Where's Yvonne Herrera going to go? You're not carrying three catchers. That's not going to be a thing. So uh, even though it was for a little bit this past season, it's not going to be a normal thing. Might as well put his value to good use in a deal for a need, like you're starting pitching, instead of letting him rot in AAA, similar to what they you know did with Carson Kelly. Remember, Carson Kelly was one of the top catching prospects in all of baseball. I think at a one point, he was actually the number one rated catching prospect. But you had Yadier Molina. There's nowhere for him to go. You didn't want to keep him just as a backup playing 20 games a year tops when Yadier's back there. So they ship him to Arizona in the package for Paul Goldschmidt. That worked out pretty nicely. Now he's in Detroit. Uh, number three, Glass now in exchange for Alec Burleson and Matthew Libertor. Yes, Libby was traded to the Cardinals from the Rays for Randy and Rose of Reyna. So kind of an odd scenario. I'm not sure how realistic that would be, but these are the conversations we have to get into. You know, we got to have these. I mean, Libertor, you look pretty darn good when he took on the on the Rays in Tampa Bay. Easily his best game as a professional at the major league level thus far. Uh, Josh brings up his positive left-hander. He's young. He's going to have six years of control. Inexpensive for the first few years, at least, depending on how he progresses. Clearly, the franchise liked him when they drafted him in the first round. Uh, Josh calls Burleson actually the star of this deal, saying a left-handed bat whose batted ball data shows a ton of room for growth. He was drafted back in 2020 and has already spent a full season at the big league level. And those within the Cardinals organization love his swing. It's only a matter of time before he breaks out as a hitter, and Tampa could take advantage of that. I haven't seen enough of positives from Alec Burleson to get excited. I, I don't know why other teams would be excited about him. I know he was a, t a high pick. He was in the second round. I just haven't seen it yet. So I don't know if that's legit. I don't know how other teams actually view uh, the worth of one Alec Burleson. Finally, number four, glass now for Dylan Carlson and Gordon Graceffo. Now, DC, we could all agree, has got talent, but he's had a lot of injuries. The last couple of seasons. And although you've got all this talent, you got a switch hitter, he's cheap, he's young, you know, not, he's still in his mid 20s. Got the capability of playing all three outfield positions. The Cardinals, remember, you got Walker, who's in right field right now, then Newpar, and say you were keeping everybody at, at the way the roster shakes out right now. Walker, Newpar, you got Edmund who could still play center field, who might be your opening day center fielder next year if things aren't moved around or people aren't traded. Uh, you've still got Tyler O'Neill, You've still got Alec Burleson. And you've also got prospects like your first-round pick, Chase Davis, that you just took this year. Victor Scott flying up the rankings. 
They'll be at AAA next year. So the Rays could be interested in what I would consider the untapped potential of Dylan Carlson. Crushes left-handers, hasn't been able to hit righties very well, but you know, just a couple of years ago, he was the Cardinals' number one prospect and was one of the top prospects in baseball. Graceffo, friend of the show, we've had him on before, Cardinals' top pitching prospect this past offseason, but injuries kind of derailed this season. So, you know, maybe the shine has uh, has dimmed a little bit on Graceffo because of the injuries this year, but there's nothing that says he won't get back to where he was before the injuries happened. Uh, Josh calls him an arm that will be ready for big league innings next year and speculates that perhaps he's actually down in the pecking order behind guys like Zach Thompson, uh, Matthew Libertor, and even Dakota Hudson. So those are his four trade ideas. What do you guys think of those? Let me know in the comments down below, and I'm going to tell you which one I prefer, and I'm going to alter things just a little bit, but we'll do mine next on Locked on Cardinals. Modern medical care and treatment are important and should be readily available to you when you need them. And bad things, you ever notice bad things always seem to happen at the most inconvenient times? Like, it just, it, it's weird how it works out that way. Things like pandemics, obviously there's never a good time for them or natural disasters. But when you're traveling, weird things constantly happen. Foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment that you need. And that's where Jace Medical is your solution. What I need you to do is fill out your online form of one of Jace Medical's board-certified physicians. They're going to take a look at it. They'll review it, determine whether or not medications are safe and appropriate for you. Then Jace will send you the prescriptions. When you get approved, they send you the prescriptions. They send it straight to your home. Uh, they'll get, they'll partner up with one of the pharmacies, and your order will get filled, and it'll come to you. You don't have to go get it. And another bonus to the Jace Medical treatment here is that you could also send your physician a message for answers about your treatment anytime you want. Anytime you want, again, bad things happen at the oddest times. It's not just Monday through Friday between the hours of 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Bad stuff happens to us all the time. So everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. It provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you aren't just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical, make sure you have the medication in hand. And it's simple. It's very, very simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Don't let it happen to you. Get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. So each trade idea that, that Josh listed there that we have on the show for you today has its ups and downs, right? Sure, we'd love to trade guys that we don't want or like anymore to go get guys that we really, really want and are really, really good and are better. That's just not realistic, though. So of the four trades you put together there, I'm actually going to kind of create my own combo version here because I want to look at this through the eyes of the Tampa Bay Rays. And I know the Cardinals need a pitcher. If I'm the Rays, I'm like, I know they want pitching. I know I can, uh, you know, kind of upcharge them a little bit because they're a little bit desperate right now. I could ask for a little bit more and feel like uh, a trade that involved, and this is what I'd be saying if I'm the Rays, I would want a trade that involves Edmund or Carlson and Graceffo. That'd be my asking price. 
I'd even see if the Cardinals might toss in a Dakota Hudson. Or instead of Graceffo, what if they swap him out and go, we want Zach Thompson or uh, Matthew Libertor instead, plus Dakota Hudson and Tommy Edmond. You know, they're going to want extra arms. Did you see what happened to them this year? How many injuries they had on that staff? The Rays want guys who can contribute right now. Their, their winning window, it's open, but with the injuries that went down with them this year and with the Franco situation, they didn't get the postseason run that they would have liked. You know, for most of the year, they were the best team in baseball, remember? They were running away with things, and then it all started to crumble. So I think if they do decide to move on from Glass now, which is a legit possibility, that they'd want guys who will be on their roster and playing pretty much every day immediately. Heck, they might ask for Edmund and Carlson and then somebody like Graceffa or uh, Michael McGreevy. The Cardinals added a lot of arms at the deadline this year. Uh, you know, it's Koa Roby, Drew Rahm, Sim Robertsa. By the way, I just realized that all of those start with R. It's got to be a cool nickname for those guys somewhere, right? The rated R supers? I don't know. Anyway, um, but them, Team Kentz, uh, Cooper Jerpy, first-round pick, Ian Bedell, who <laughs> has had a really good start to his career. We've had him on the show. A lot of guys we've talked about before would make trading a Graceffo or a Libertor, Hudson, Thompson, not sting quite as much. Same thing with Thomas AJC. If you believe that he's going to be all right, losing Edmund or Donovan in a deal doesn't hurt quite as much. You don't know if he can pull it off at the major league level yet, but if you're confident in him, then you feel like you have some room there to, to ship somebody out. Now, the injury history and the risk with Glass, it's very, very real. It is very real, just like it was with Steven Matz. We knew what you were getting with Steven Matz. Has been hurt a lot in his career. When he's healthy, hasn't been bad. He gets hurt a lot, and he's been hurt a lot in the two seasons in St. Louis. Glassdow's upside, though, like night and day with Steven Matz. Like, it is tremendous tremendous upside. So if you can get him, is it worth the risk? Would you would you need to know that uh, he'd be willing to sign another extension before swinging a deal like that? What if he tells you, I'm definitely going to free agency? So if you trade for me, I'm not signing anything. I'm going to free agency. Would that stop you from going after him? Probably. It, would, it probably would for me. But there's a lot of variables there of reasons why you would want to do a trade like this or stay away from it. I'm curious what you think John Mosellock and the Cardinals should do if Glass now becomes available. We don't know that he is yet, but if he does, would you go after him? Which of these trade options from today's show would you like, if, if any of them? Hit me up in the comment section on YouTube or tweet me. Or X me. I don't know how you even say that, but Twitter X, you can let me know there as well. Again, thanks for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen every day. I will have a link to Josh's um, article that he did about this, so you can get the full reading. I only took a little pieces of what he had there, but there's a you know, it's a, it's a whole thing there. So I'll put that in the comment section down below on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, I'll have it in the show notes down there as well. Uh, if you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like, subscribe on YouTube, help our channel, and love for the Cardinals grow. 
Uh, you guys are the best fans of baseball for a reason. We'll see you next time on Lockdown Cardinals. And uh, go Blues. Opening night tonight for the St. Louis Blues against uh, the Dallas Stars, who are a pretty good hockey team. So best of luck.